You are now listening to Vibe Selection with Kyra, where you can get the real on today's hot topics. Well, welcome everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Vibe Selection. I am your host, Kyra, and on today's episode, I have a very special guest joining us again, Miss Anne Nordisbike, who is a renowned astrologer. She's an award-winning astrologer. She is a published author, and she is featured on countless um, shows, radios, podcasts, everything. She is the jack of all, and I am so honored to have her back on this show this today. So how are you doing, Miss Anne? Thank you for coming back to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Miss Kyra. I love being here with you, and I am so happy to return to your show. It's just a delight to talk to you today. Oh, it's always a pleasure talking to you as well. So there is so much going on right now. I know everybody is anxious to figure out how 2021 is going to go and what the stars have in store for us this year. So I did want to get started on kind of touching on the nation's capital and okay. the events that had uh, transpired during there. So what were, what were, what are the stars saying for us in the month of January and with the nation's cap, the issues with the nation's capital? So um, uh, just for the benefit of um, our listeners, I just want to mention that you and I are having this conversation about mid January. So it's before the inauguration. And so it's about a week after what happened in the Capitol on January 6th. So I had a couple of observations for you. January 6th was a very interesting day. Uh, the planet Mars, which is the warrior planet, it's a very hot uh, male energy. That planet for the last six months was in its own sign of Aries. That's like putting Mars on steroids or in a race car or a rocket ship. It was going crazy. Usually Mars spends two months in a sign, but because it went retrograde last year in 2020, it spent six months in its own sign that concentrated its energy and made it on super duper steroids. Now, One of the difficult things about that is when we have such strong Mars energy, it's the driver. It's what gets us up and going. It gives you your drive to achieve, your will to overcome obstacles and win win a war, win a fight. And that's like a fight against inertia, really. When we use Mars well, it means we do things like build a business or start anything. You know, it's great with new beginnings. But the difficulty with Mars is when it goes retrograde, it can be very, very frustrating for people who don't understand what's going on. For example, if they don't follow astrology or they don't understand why they can't get stuff done. When Mars is retrograde, that's actually an invitation for us to slow down. And we know how frustrated so many people have been having to shelter in place, wear masks, do all the things they have to do to protect their health. So we went into this new year with that energy Mars was not retrograde in early January. It was done with that. But what happened, very interesting, Kyra, it was at the tail end of Aries. It was the very last degree of Aries. And on that day, late in the afternoon, it changed signs. That's very significant in astrology because what it suggests is 
a do or die type of energy. It's the last stand. This was the last skirmish, the last, oh my God, I'm so angry and frustrated. I just got to express myself. That's what I personally think was going on on January 6th. And the reason things got pulled into control and cleaned up and quieted down so quickly is because I personally think because Mars left hot, angry Aries and it went into the next sign, which is very calming, very um, peaceful Taurus that happened at 527 in the afternoon on January 6th. And as soon as I looked at it, when I heard what was happening in the Capitol, I knew they will have this under control fairly quickly, which they did. Good. Yeah. I mean, the events that transpired at the nation's capital, I mean, that was worse than what went on during the Civil War. No one has ever stormed the nation's capital. So it is very interesting to see how that, you know, switch and transits happen during that particular day. You know? Yes. And it shows us how powerful that shift of those two energies can be from Aries, which is ruled by warrior Mars, to Taurus, which is ruled by peace loving, placid Venus. And Mars is men, Venus is women. Mm-hmm. So we went from a very male, very hot, controlled, out of control, you know, I want to be in charge, but out of control energy to a uh-uh, Mother Earth, uh, get let's get this back in hand, you know? Yeah, and which they did because they went forward with making sure that they counted all of the votes that particular day. Because it And is- in fact, you probably saw the photos. It was a largely a young women who guarded those ballots and brought them in. Mm-hmm. Women, we rule the world. <laughs> <laughs> We can get things back on track. So, okay, I want to kind of go into uh, the end of January and the beginning of February because we do have the inauguration coming up. I believe that's happening uh, January 20th is when the inauguration is happening. So it is. That's a Wednesday. Yes. So what do we have in store in terms of what's going to be transpiring in the inauguration? I know that there is a lot of speculation about the QAnon in uh, that group kind of going and storming again during the, inaug- the inauguration and all the craziness with, when it comes to Antifa and all these other organizations. So do you see the inauguration going over smoothly or do you see any chaos or mayhem happening? Because Donald President Donald Trump will not be in attendance during inauguration. So, Well, I will offer a few comments, uh, Kyra. One is <clears throat> every year when we come into January, The sun is in Capricorn, as it is when you and I are talking right now at at the beginning, you know, middle of of January. Um, I think one of the reasons we have seen so much um, things that so many things that were difficult or hard to, to look at so many shocking things was in part, uh, we're seeing a a big dose of reality. Mm hmm. What happened in the Capitol was part of this. It was when we have Capricorn energy, it's forcing us to look at what is. We can't be in this pipe dream anymore. We can't be in in escapism. We have to actually be very practical and realistic. So that was a a time on the 6th to recognize how large a problem we had. Mm -hmm. Um, In my uh, estimation, because that happened, 
it's actually very useful in the sense that it put a lot of people on alert of here's what we need to do to make sure that that is prevented in the future. And so it seems to me steps are being taken now um, and things change to redirect that energy that caused that problem as well as put safeguards in place to disallow it. <clears throat> so I think, first of all, we're just going to see a change because of that. Those are very practical steps. And with Mars in Taurus right now, Mars is now working in a very practical Earth sign, just like what the sun is in. Now, what I'll also say is, uh, you and I have talked before, Kyra, about the fact that we're having a big change out of a lot of old cycles into a new cycle. And when there's a shift, like a shift to a new year or a shift after 200 years to a new cycle, it can be a really bumpy ride. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the listeners, as well as you, know about Mercury retrograde. And, and uh, whenever Mercury does go retrograde, which it does three times a year, the beginning days and the days right around it, can be very rocky, and so can the ending days. That's what we're seeing on a much larger scale right now. So what I suspect is that we're going to be seeing uh, this rockiness in January because what the Capricorn energies want us to do is to get real, get really smart about exactly what we're facing and what practical steps need to be taken to address them. Now, the good news in all of this <clears throat> is once we've looked at this darkness, which a lot of us have had to look at, and it's been very sad, very, very shocking, very, very distressing to not only the United States, but to people around the world. Um, once you've seen it and you've seen that we're still here, we're still standing, it didn't kill us, you know, it, it didn't, yeah. uh, you know, stop us. We see exactly what work it is we have to do. And that is really useful. We're being given the gift of clarity, which anybody who's in a 12-step program knows you have to have clarity about exactly what you're facing. But we have that now, and that's really good. Now, what's exciting about the inauguration is the sun is in Capricorn right when you and I are talking. But by the time that inauguration happens, the sun is going to be in Aquarius. And that is a much lighter energy. It's as if we're going through a bit more of the dark tunnel that we've had for a long time to get us ready for that day. So I personally am very hopeful about that day. I think there are some, some wonderful things that are possible. And as a matter of fact, one of the things to keep an eye on is that, uh, remember we talked about the hot planet Mars? Yes. Mars is going to move, it's already in, uh, in Taurus, I said, because it moved over there on, on January 6th. It's going to reach the planet Uranus. And now that could potentially be another hard, um, challenging, rebellious or revolution kind of energy. However, they are in uh, Taurus, which is a more practical sign. So this could be a bit disruptive. It could also be the start of a rebuilding it, with with the, the genius energies of Uranus saying to Mars, wow, what can we build now? What should we build now? How can we be more humanitarian and altruistic, which is what Aquarius and what Uranus want? Wow. Okay. So with the whole transition of the inauguration, the stars are kind of aligning in the way where it's giving us a new start. Absolutely, yes, because and we're lucky because it's going to be in this Aquarius energy. It's another thing about 2021 that's really 
reminding us that we are in the Aquarian age and we need to start being in this age. Like you were talking a little bit earlier about the fact that talking about the old things, we need to get out of the rut. The old circle we keep going around and we need to spiral upward to start doing new things and looking at problems and challenges with higher eyes, a higher mindset. Yes. Out with the old and in with the new. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Okay. So with so much going on right now, I know that you were saying that things will definitely start looking up, but I kind of want to touch on the impeachment of President Donald Trump. Now, I know that people have said that, you know, oh, you know, we've gotten better. We're kind of just going backwards over the year, over a couple of hundred years. But in my personal opinion, I feel like, you know, we're still fighting about the same things in life. You know, I was telling you a little earlier in our conversation, you know, we're still fighting for, you know, over sexism, classism, racism. We're still fighting over the same things that we've been dealing with for hundreds and hundreds of years. You know, the freedom of religion and all of that going on. And I feel like, you know, with Trump kind of being there, there's been a lot of people, you know, all of these issues have kind of come up a lot over time. So with the inauguration going with the um, with the inauguration about to happen January 20th and the impeachment of Donald Trump, do you feel like they're going to move forward with the impeachment of President Donald Trump? Because this is his second time getting impeached. It seems to me that what we have with the leadership that will be in place as of the inauguration, is for very strong, very no-nonsense people. And I'm referring specifically to Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer. Mm -hmm. For the benefit of our listeners, obviously, we know Joe Biden, President, Kamala Harris, Vice President, in a historic election for her. Um, Nancy Pelosi uh, uh, at the top of the, the House of Representatives and Chuck Schumer, in the Senate, all Democrats. These are very interesting, strong. I looked at their astrological charts. Joe Biden is a Scorpio. You Ooh. know what Scorpio energy is. Uh, for yes. the benefit of our listeners, our wonderful host Kyra is a Scorpio. He takes <laughs> yes. no nonsense, people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unleash the whip. <laughs> yes. And Kamala Harris uh, is a, a Libra. Uh, And right next door to her son is a Mercury that is in Scorpio. She is an incisive thinker and a determined woman, uh, determined for justice. You know, Libra wants justice and balance and fairness. Mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi is an Aries, another no-nonsense, take-no-guff type of sign. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she has a moon in Scorpio. So she has an emotional need, you know, to really dig deep and get to the root of the problem. And then we have Chuck Schumer, who is a Sagittarius. That's another fire sign, just like Nancy Pelosi. These are fiery, enthusiastic, strong people. Chuck Schumer has Capricorn rising. So he has a certain gravitas, a weight about him, you know, um, a seniority, if you will. These are no-nonsense, strong, strong leadership people. And it seems to me that if there is legal action that needs to be pursued in the pursuit of justice, as well as the long-term good of this nation and the, and the world, as well as settling karmic score, you know, getting, uh, balancing the karmic uh, scales, 
These are people who are uh, uh, courageous about this. They will do what needs to be done. And I think a great deal will depend on behavior that we see over the next week or so. But it seems to me as well, there is an enormous um, uh, amount of legal work and uh, prosecutorial work that is going to need to happen in light of what happened on January 6th. This is, these are people who will be able to oversee that and organize that and make sure that gets done according to the rule of law and be done in a way that demonstrates that uh, this is a nation that takes that rule of law seriously. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is, I know that uh, Parler.com were a lot of the QAnon and Altifa people were kind of posting a lot of hateful things on message boards. And from what I understand, once they closed that down, there were hackers who before they had closed that down, had went in, got all of the IP addresses to all of these different people from these different groups and were handing them off to the FBI and the CIA so that they can conduct an investigation and ultimately, hopefully, prosecute them. So I think that's great that justice will be served in this case because, there yes. is, you know. And there are certainly things that went on that... Um, that were criminal, you know, alleged uh, criminal activity, all of that has to be looked at, sorted through for any of the listeners who are, have been on, around on the planet long enough to remember Watergate. That was a process that had to happen too. And no matter how painful that may be for us as a people, it is a necessary step. It is part of this Capricorn work that has to be done. And as well as the planet Pluto is in Capricorn. Pluto forces us to look at the darkness, and that is a necessary thing for us to do as a nation in order to move forward. As you said, Kyra, we are still dealing with some old things from 400 plus years ago that need to be rectified, and this is the time to take it seriously. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so then I want to go into uh, what the transits are looking like for March. For uh, for March in um just like the month of March? Yes, the month of March. Oh, that's an interesting uh, question. <laughs> Is there a particular date that you have in mind? Let's see. The 1st of March, since it is the beginning of the new month. Let me grab that. Okay. So, first of all, the beginning of March, we still have the sun in Pisces. Mm -hmm. And that is, is a bit of a dreamy time. And astrologically, the year starts with the equinox of the third week of March when the sun goes into Aries. So it's usually a little bit of a quieter time when we get into Pisces time, just in the sense that Pisces is about um, dreams, dreaming, uh, the arts, uh, as well as health, sometimes like that. So Actually, what I typically as an astrologer always recommend is it's a good idea to use the first two or three weeks of March actually to uh, get in the astrological spirit and close out the prior year. So that would be a really good thing for all of us to do because we want to be leading up to what happens when we get the equinox and we start a brand new astrological year. The spiritual year starts with that. This year, the sun goes into Aries on Saturday, the 20th of March, mm -hmm. and that will happen at uh, Pacific time, 2.37 a.m. So once once you get up that day, it'll be Aries time. We'll be ready to charge forward. That's a time, we'll have a whole month of Aries to start moving forward. So that's really our cue 
if we haven't uh, pressed the reset button or taken a chance to um, have some new beginnings, that's a great time to have new beginnings. That's wonderful. So we also get a new moon every year in each of the signs. And I want to get that. Uh, I want to grab that date for you as well, because that's really nice. If, if uh, we didn't start anything new right around the equinox, another time to be taking a look at that is when we get a new moon in Aries. And that's interesting. We're going to get that new moon on um, April, April 11th. Mm -hmm. wow. And so that's when we'll have both the sun and the moon in Aries. They'll come together, new moon. So we really get a great opportunity for a fresh start April 11th. Wow. Okay. So since we get the new moon during April 11th, I kind of want to transition into the financial crisis right now. So, mm -hmm. so many people have been laid off from their jobs. Um, yeah. There's so much, the uh, unemployment rate is extremely high right now. Now, yeah. do you see the financial crisis of the United States economy uh, getting better or is there going to be a rough patch for a while until they're able to until the United States is fully able to rebuild its economy. So I'll start April 11th um, until the summertime, so July <clears throat> on that. Well, I will actually back up and offer a few other dates that will be important for that. Now, okay. I think last time we spoke, we might have talked about the, the planet Uranus, which mm -hmm. is the planet that rules or oversees um, Aquarius. It's that intense electrical planet um, that goes its own way, marches to the beat of its own drummer, if you will. It rolls around on its side at 90 degrees, 90 degree angle. Wow. Uranus is a really interesting planet because it's very electrical. It's a lot like lightning. And essentially, when Uranus is involved, things can happen, bang, you know, very suddenly, like what we saw in the Capitol on January 6th. Now, Uranus is in Taurus. It has been there since 2018, and it will be there until 2025. What Uranus is doing is shaking up everything having to do with money and economies and everything that we value, our, our very values. What do we value? What do we hold dear? What do we think is important? So we have had a lot of bumpiness already around this. We've seen many decades of actions going on that have widened the gap between the people with the most in terms of finances and the people with the least. So when we have Uranus going through Taurus for seven years, what it's doing is shaking things up. It's essentially saying we need a bit of a revolution in here. We need to remake and reinvent how we do money worldwide. Mm -hmm. Everything from actual dollar bills and, and silver coinage to Bitcoin to banks, wallets, savings accounts, everything that's associated with money is related to this, particularly how we earn what we get as a paycheck. And you'll see around the world, people are talking about, wow, should we be giving everybody a monthly stipend? You know, how should we do money? How should we do income and work? So this is not a thing that will necessarily, quote unquote, be fixed or overcome this year in the sense of the long term solution. But what I would say is by the time we reach 2025, we are definitely going to have seen changes in how not just the United States, but the world does money. All that being said, I want to point out that in 2021, there's some alignments that are coming 
that are going to help us do exactly that. Now, one of those comes very soon, and that is on January 17th. So it's it's going to be here in just a second. So anybody listening to this podcast, uh, you may be hearing this after the fact. But January 17th, that planet Jupiter, now Jupiter and Saturn left heavy Capricorn in December, and now they're in um, airy uh, Aquarius. But the thing is, that's a fixed sign. Well, so is Taurus, where we have the ruler of Aquarius. What's difficult about that is they're going to make us difficult angles called a square. And that is going to be exact on January 17th when Jupiter in Aquarius makes this square or difficult angle with its ruling planet, ruling the ruling planet of Aquarius. That's why this is even stronger. It's like putting on steroids, Kyra. Mm-hmm. That's January 17th. Watch what happens on that date because Jupiter is the expander and Uranus is the disruptor. So we might see more disruptive energy and very often with a square, it's, it's internal frustration that we might feel. So that will hit probably hard and fast this weekend. We'll see. Now, after that, the planet Saturn, which is over there with, with Jupiter in Aquarius, they're going to be there for a while now, all year. Um, and then Saturn is going to do exact same thing that Jupiter will do on the 17th of January. It's going to hit three times because it goes retrograde. So the dates are February 17th, June 14th, and then December 24th. That's going to give us an entire year-long process where Saturn puts our feet to the fire and makes these squares with Uranus and says, okay, people, get serious about fixing this money issue. Okay, what, what do we want to do? What's, how can we have the most idealistic vision and then figure out a practical way to make it happen? Wow, that's very interesting that we retrograde the, for the last time this year on December 24th, which is Christmas Eve. Exactly. So I'm hoping we will get a nice holiday present of having <laughs> made some real progress regarding financials as well. In particular, I'm hoping that uh, taxation might be a thing that gets looked at to figure out how do we do things differently so that the things that need funding, roads, schools, all these very practical things, how do we figure out as a a nation how we're going to do this? Mm -hmm. And that's interesting observation about uh, the Bitcoin and how now, since we have a shortage of funds kind of coming into our economy, that they're going to have to look at other routes of being able to, you know, get themselves back into black again when it comes to the financial crisis in our economy and how at a lot of stores, at least in California, they don't accept cash anymore. We're usually allowed to pay with card and credit. So that's very interesting. And I think that's a real commentary on having Uranus in Taurus. Uranus is very much associated with technology and what's very futuristic. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting. Uranus and, um, and Aquarius, this very futuristic modern thing, these also are energies very associated with the far distant past. So we could possibly see something very interesting happening perhaps a return to the old fashioned barter system or other ways of doing things from like thousands of years ago, or at least hundreds of years ago. We're going to see, it could be an interesting mix of what they call high tech, high touch or high tech, old fashioned, you know, operations. Mm -hmm. Should be interesting to see how everything plays out. Yep. 
So and I have faith. I mean, people are inventive. I really have faith that when, when we live by our ideals, we can find solutions together. In fact, some pretty cool things when we take advantage of everybody's good ideas. Absolutely. And, you know, living in California, being in living in Silicon Valley, shall I say, you know, people are very inventive and very creative. Absolutely. And, and you see things going on right now with the money where uh, you have Apple Pay, if you have an iPhone where you can just pay right on your phone. So yep. there's no doubt in my mind that people are going to get very creative when it comes to finding a new route to be able to, you know, pay out things and our bit rebuild our economy. Yes. So, okay, I want to kind of talk a little bit about uh, the vaccine. So we hit uh, mid-July. So coming towards the fall, do we see um, the vaccines kind of looking up? Um, is Should people kind of take vaccines or is it something in the stars that are telling us that we kind of need to hold off right now on that? Well, I think uh, in terms of making medical decisions, each of us has to make um, a decision that that's based on our own um, inner guidance as well as consultation with um, our our medical pro- provider, wh- whoever that person may be, whatever the clinician or provider is, as well as doing our own research. So that's one. The other uh, thing is that I think part of what we're seeing as well is figuring out how do we do something on such a sheer mass scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would like to offer a couple of thoughts. So you asked about, you know, getting into, into July later in the year. Well, this is such an interesting year. Um, and and um, in terms of making these vaccine decisions, I want to point out that 2021 is very robustly um, emphasizing how much we are into the Aquarian age, not only because we had um, Jupiter and Saturn come together. And in, in you heard about the, the Grand Conjunction last year. We talked about that. Yes. Where Jupiter and Saturn finally left Capricorn and lightened things up. And they came, people were calling it the Christmas star and, you know, things like that. They came together on the winter solstice, which is December 21st. Now, we're having a lot of things throughout 2021 that reinforce that Aquarius energy. And this futuristic uh, techie, sciencey, medical sort of uh, energy. This relates to what you're asking about with vaccines and technology. And so, I'll I'll step back to say that the planet Mercury, which goes retrograde three times a year, is going to be retrograding in air signs this year. And Aquarius is an air sign, so that's giving us much more of this idea, you know, like good ideas, if you will. The very first retrograde is going to be in Aquarius. June, it's going to happen January 30th in, until three weeks later in February. And that is very exciting. So what you're asking about the, um, the vaccines, we may start to see people rethinking this and retooling as early as February. It's January 30th to February 21st in Aquarius is where Mercury is going to be retrograde. We're going to be asked to backtrack and rethink something related to to technology as well as possibly the vaccine. So I think we're gonna see a little bit more um, thoughtfulness uh, and some getting things in place at that time. Now, we're gonna see some additional emphasis on Aquarius in the time period you're asking about in the summer. We're gonna have not one, but two full moons in the sign of Aquarius this summer. That's wow. not super um, typical. That's that's rare. We we t- sometimes have a two full moons in a row in the same sign, 
but they're going to be in Aquarius. It's another big billboard saying, pay attention to Aquarius. <laughs> the first one, July 23rd. The second one, August 22nd. So we're going to get two chances to really have the light bulb go on in our heads about something related to Aquarius. Now, that could be humanitarian activities where we're all sort of getting involved, helping each other get this vaccine. It could be something as simple as a delivery mechanism that's very, very uh, horizontal, very flat uh, distribution. It could be something so really out there in terms of um, how this is going to work what the technology is to deliver it. Maybe it's not a syringe anymore. Maybe it's something else we don't know. So those are some dates that I'd recommend that we all keep an eye on. And those also might be dates where the light bulb goes on for people and they say, oh man, now is the time. I got to go do this. I got to go get that vaccine. I'm ready now. So those are some really smart times to earmark for all of us. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So now, August 22nd and on during the fall time, I was actually talking to um, a few astrologers and they were saying that they see a potential pandemic happening during the fall. Do you see that transpiring or are things going to start to, like you said, kind of mellow out and it's just going to be a time period where they're, fi they're going to figure out how they're going to get things back on track? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, the autumn time, uh, particularly for countries like ours that is located in the Northern Hemisphere, autumn can be a, a difficult time because we start to have less daylight. Mm -hmm. And um, but often that might be related to uh, difficulties, uh, dissension that we see, you know, people maybe not getting along. It's also a time we spend more time indoors. And they talk about cold and flu season. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reasoning behind uh, saying that there might be rises in cases coming in the autumn. And certainly we saw that happen in 2020, mm -hmm. where there was a resurgence this time. I think part of what we need to be very alert to is what's happening with the scientists, with the, um, um, the, the folks working on the vaccines, as well as our own personal habits that we need to be vigilant, uh, we need to be smart. You know, most of us are not working in the industries that are developing the vaccines, but we are regular normal people who can do smart things like wear masks and wash our hands. So I personally don't think that it's necessary for us to have spikes in cases where there's preventable things that we can all be doing. We may have to be uh, vigilant for longer than many of us would wish, but we've already seen that uh, exercising caution uh, has gone a long way towards helping with mitigate uh, any rise in cases. Mm -hmm. So with us, you know, do, like you said, doing the necessary things, staying our social distance, wearing our masks, trying to stay healthy, taking care of our health, things will definitely start looking up for us in 2022, ultimately. Yes. And, and I do think there's some interesting things coming in 2022 for particularly the United States. Um, I'll just briefly say that the planet Pluto is going to be coming back to the place it was when the nation was born. We're having what they call a Pluto return. And it's, it's more than 250 years since the nation was founded. And so this is a time of reckoning mm -hmm. and a, a time of karma for the nation. So it's going to be very important 
for us all to do the work that we need to do this year, which is what is what is each of us called to do in this new Aquarian age? What is our uh, form of service? What is the work and the role that we need to play? Because the nation is going to perhaps see some additional darkness because we're going to get three exact hits. Sometimes we only get one when something like that happens. But this time we're going to see three because of retrograde motion for Pluto, and that's in 2022. The other thing I'd suggest, though, is to remember that that uh, planet Pluto is related as well, not only to the darkness, but to the gold that we find underground in mines. And when we go in the darkness, we often find gold. We go into our inner selves. So there are some wonderful things that can come out of that, as well as the fact that with Pluto and the sign Scorpio, what's associated with those is not only the scorpion Mm -hmm. or the snake, but the phoenix and the idea of rising anew from the ashes. In other words, the old thing is going away, the old order, the old age, the old Pisces age, all these things are falling away and the new is coming up. We just don't quite know what it is yet. We don't recognize it. And I I pulled something. You may have heard this quote, but uh, Harriet Tubman said, um, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. And that is our work in the Aquarian age. And as and that work will always be with us. It's, it's the next 2,100 years that we're going to be doing this. That's the thing to focus on. And I think many of us are feeling a bit disoriented right now. You know, when you actually finally get your dream come true, it doesn't necessarily look or feel the way you thought that it would. Mm-hmm. You have to figure it out. So she also said, and this was after she gained her freedom, she said, I had crossed a line. I was free, but there was no one to welcome me to the land of freedom. I was a stranger in a strange land. Mm, That's powerful. Isn't that? Yes. And that's what all of us are in this new land of the age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. We're at the very beginning of it. Right now, our work is figuring out what is this place? It's like if you land on a new planet, what is this place? What are we going to do with it? We could do almost anything. So I think that's part of the challenge for all of us is to, as you said before, how do we get past these endless circles of arguments? How do we actually move into the new? Well, we're being pushed into the new. It's time to raise the bar a lot higher and expect something much higher of ourselves in terms of Love it, truly loving one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a woman in office now. You know, she is the vice president of the United States. And that in itself, in itself is a true testament to how we are moving forward as a nation. And then I mentioned... I know how I mentioned earlier about, you know, the things that we keep facing over the over these couple of hundred years in regards to racism and sexism. You know, that does prove to an extent we are moving up, even though we still have much to do. But that is definitely a step forward into the right direction. So we do seem to cycle around. But every time we come around, it's actually a spiral. We're a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. We've made some progress. It doesn't always feel like it. Emotionally, things can feel terrible because we're not where it doesn't match the vision. It doesn't match the ideal. But you're absolutely right. If you look at how things were 50 years ago, 
there's been tremendous progress on many fronts. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So towards the end of the year, what should we be expecting? I know we have the retrograde that's hitting on December 24th. What can we be expecting in the month of December? Well, interesting. Um, One of the nice things about 2021 is the fact that we have lighter homework than we had last year. Thank God. (laughs) Yes. First of all, last year in 2020, not only Mars went retrograde, like I talked about before, but Venus, the planet of love and beauty and peace, she went retrograde. And that just hurts so much because it's as if where's all the love, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, the kindness, the pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so many of us lost so many pleasures. We couldn't go on vacation. We had to stay home. And then folks who had to be on the front lines had to work really hard. And they still are people who plant crops and pick them and ship them and pack them, let alone people who put food on the shelves of groceries or stock other stores, you know, essential workers, all the folks in healthcare. So it, it was a tough year and, and it felt endless and hard and, and thankless. Well, this year, neither of those planets is going retrograde. So that's for starters, we have better forward momentum. So when we get this new administration in place, they will have an opportunity to move things forward and help all of our country, everybody who's suffering right now, particularly economically. Now, this lighter homework thing I'm talking about, we have usually a couple of eclipses twice a year. Eclipses are, uh, we can get either solar or lunar, and they typically come come as pairs uh, every five and a half months. Now, last year, we didn't have four eclipses. We had six. We had 50% more. Eclipses force us to change. They make us evolve, and they close doors to make sure that we move forward, but they open new doors to let us walk into a new place. Last year, we had to do some of the hardest work that humans have to do which is change. And I think part of what January 6th is about is there are some folks who really are struggling with the need to change. Mm-hmm. And as their sisters and brothers, all of us need to remember about the human capacity to change. When pushed to the wall, humans will. Um, and, and so that's part of our work is to open our hearts to know that when people finally do change mm-hmm. and move higher up, that we need to applaud them just as the prodigal son was applauded when he finally came home, you know? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, But I will also say what's nice about 2021 is we're only going to get the four eclipses and there's some, some nice ones that will be coming. Um, We will have, and and they're in the the signs of Gemini and Sagittarius. So they are going to help us with this idea of what are we, what are our beliefs and how do we use communication? So at the end of the year, We're going to get a new moon um, eclipse. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a total solar eclipse, and that's going to be in Sagittarius on December 4th. So that is a hopeful and helpful door opening into Mm -hmm. something very new for us in terms of Sagittarius, which has to do with things such as the vision that we have, um, travel, international matters, higher education all of these things that help us expand ourselves and expand our thinking and our consciousness. So this is the last year that we'll be having these eclipses in the Gemini and Sagittarius uh, axis of the Zodiac. We're going to see a little bit of a hint of what's going to be coming because November 19th 
we are going to get a lunar eclipse in the sign Taurus. The eclipses are going to move to Taurus and Scorpio. That's going to help us with that economic stuff that you were talking about, Chiron, because we have um, the big player Uranus sitting over in Taurus. And so the eclipses are going to come along and help us with some of that economic work. Close doors on old ways of doing money and open new ones. Wow. So that's wonderful. So things will be looking up and we are going to be elevating ourselves in this upcoming year. That is fabulous. That's what I like yes. to hear. <laughs> as dark as it has felt, as, as hard as it was for all of us on January 6th, remember the real promise of this year is is a good one. It's light. It's lighter. It's air. It's about ideas and communication. And with some of these social media things starting to go away, this is a chance to start talking to people one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's phone, maybe it's Zoom, maybe it's over the back fence with your neighbor with a mask on, whatever it needs to be, looking each other in the eye and talking to each other again. I, I, I think that's part of it. All of us are craving hugs again, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So this is actually a good time for potential love matches, actually. You look at it. So that would be a time where everybody can start reconnecting in, like you said, and rekindling old relationships and finding new ones potentially. So absolutely. And I think the key to that is to be open to something unusual, somebody different from what you expected, because that's uh, when, when we have Uranus and Taurus, which is a Venus ruled sign, we're stronger when we open to what's different from us. Mm -hmm, absolutely. I can say it's been a little challenging for me to date, but you know, it, it, it's all for the greater good. I can at least take that time out that I've had during this pandemic to figure out what it is that I truly want. So there's, yes, a and you know, those eclipses that are going to start coming in Taurus and Scorpio oh. at the end of next year. And then into 2022, you might see some interesting developments along those lines. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> all right miss ann i want to thank you so much for joining me again on the vibe selection podcast it is always a pleasure having you on and hearing all your inside and everything it's, it's it's wonderful having you back thank you so much you're welcome you're welcome miss Kyra. thank you for having me it's a delight to be with you again yes and let everybody know where they can connect with you Absolutely. I am Ann Nordhaus Bike or Astrologer Ann. It's Ann with an E. And my website is Astrologer Ann, all run together with an E on the end of Ann, astrologerann.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on everything. But the website, Astrologer Ann, and there is so much on the website to help everybody this year, especially some very, very positive, uplifting horoscopes. So if nothing else, go right now to Astrologer Ann and read your horoscope because I think it's going to help lift you into this new year and your new cosmic mission in the new age of Aquarius. Yes, absolutely. And for everybody else, if you like to support the Vibe Selection podcast, you can do so at www.patreon.com slash Vibe Selection. If you would like any Vibe Selection merchandise, you can get that at www.teespring.com slash vibe selection. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Kyra Mahoney or like and subscribe to my YouTube channel at I am Kyra Mahoney. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I'll see you all next week. Bye. 
Thank you for joining Vibe Selection with Kyra. Come vibe out with us again next time and hear the latest on today's hot topics. Find us on Instagram at I am Kyra Mahoney or donate at www.patreon.com slash vibe selection.